Sienna Chanel and welcome to Soul, a podcast that shares food for thought rooted in culture. Every episode, I sit down with a Black or Latinx woman to talk health, wellness, and self-love. Today's guest is Gabrielle Jordan, best-selling author, entrepreneur, and host of The UV Effect. Welcome to Soul. This is Sienna Chanel, and today we have the glorious Gabrielle Jordan in the house. What's good, Gabrielle? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I am so excited to jump in. So you host a podcast of your own called The UV Effect. How would you describe it to people who are unfamiliar? Right. So The UV Effect is a podcast is basically, well, (laughs) I guess in order to explain The UV Effect podcast, I have to explain a little bit of background. Um, So for the past few months, I have been conducting a research study regarding a concept I've been developing for years Mm. um, called the UV effect, um, which stands for unique value effect. Mm -hmm. And so in the research study, I go through the process of basically helping people to identify, define, and embrace what it is that makes them uniquely valuable in the world and um, get going through the process with them and helping them to define that for themselves, understand mm-hmm. what's innately special and how they offer that best in the world. And so, you know, while I was doing the research, I was not actually expecting to do what I'm doing now with the podcast. But um, as I was going through the research, um, I, you know, I recorded every bit of audio, every conversation and I was listening back to them. And I was like, this is good stuff. Like <laughs> this would be good to share. So yeah. Uh, you know, midway through the research process, I decided to, you know, use the audio and the, and the things that we learned in the process um, of the research and have different episodes surrounding different individuals um, mm-hmm. that I've done, I've conducted the research on. So every episode is a new case study mm-hmm. on an individual where I've helped them to, you know, go through their unique value and, and utilize their in their life. So yeah, that's really what it is. And I think it's, it's, I think it's an interesting format. I've never really, personally, I've never really seen anybody do, um, like share their cut, their case studies while it's happening or, you know, share their research as it's happening on a, on a platform, which I think is fun. But also like the bigger part of that is that people get to kind of learn through other people's experiences, learn about other people, and also get little insights on how they can understand as a listener what makes them unique through the experiences of these other individuals. So, I love that. And I'm going to be completely transparent. When I first heard the title, The UV Effect, I immediately thought, ultraviolet. Yeah. <laughs> I was Always like, is this a is this a climate change podcast? And I, was like, I was like, yo, that'd be pretty dope. But then when I learned about it and that you're actually inspiring people to find that purpose within themselves, I was like, screw climate change. This is even better. This is amazing. <laughs> so what inspired this work? Mm, um, I'd have to like zoom back. So for me, I've been a young entrepreneur. I'm, you know, I started my first business when I was nine years old. I was a jewelry Mm -hmm. company. I still run that today, but yeah, I've been in business. I've had, I've not had like the most traditional childhood, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've loved basically every minute of it, um, being an entrepreneur being, then becoming an author around 12 and becoming a, uh, sorry, an author around 11 then coming a speaker and around like 12 and 
there was such a great journey and such an interesting process, but there was a certain point where I felt a bit lost in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It, it was interesting because, you know, people always ask, you know, tell you to, to ask yourself, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. And when I was feeling lost, I was like, I asked myself that question and I knew why. I was like, I wanted to inspire people to young people to become entrepreneurs and I wanted mm-hmm. to travel and I wanted to talk with people and connect with individuals and I wanted to make jewelry. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But as I continue to like think and also feel really burdened and lost and stuck in this place, mm-hmm. I, I kept asking myself, really though, why? Why you? Like, why are you out of everybody else in the world, right? Why are you doing what you do? Why can you do what you do? Why are you capable of doing what you do? And so as I was sitting there and I was thinking about this, this is all in one day, honestly, I was sitting on my bed and I was looking out of the window and Mm-hmm. As this was happening, I was 13 years old, by the way. And so as I was thinking, I just like thought back my entire life, everything that I had experienced so far and everything I wanted to experience in the future. And I just started realizing that, that why it wasn't just about like what you're passionate about, right? It's about why you're passionate about that thing, why you're so capable of doing something that maybe someone else isn't as capable of doing the way that you do. Why, Right. And so that took me down the rabbit hole of UV. And from that one moment, really, it sprung learning and, and understanding that every individual has something in them that's innate, things that are in them that's innate. And when they are used and when they're developed and put to work in the world, people get to see the value that's inherent within them, right? Mm-hmm. But it's through that uniqueness, that innate you know, those gifts, that uniqueness that's inside that people then get when, when it's used, that people can get to see that value, get to feel that impact. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted people, once I started realizing that for myself, I wanted other people, I wanted, I want everybody to start realizing that their identity isn't external, right? Their identity mm-hmm. is all internal and to recognize that importance and recognize your internal importance is important. <laughs> That is so inspiring. It sounds like you really enjoy uplifting others. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really all I want to do at this point. I mean, besides the creative outlets that I love, I think that's what everybody, I, don't, I hope that I'm not going off too far on a tangent, you know, stop mm-hmm. me whenever, but so far in the research, something I've come across, uh, there's a part in the research study that on day two, what do you call it? Define, that's the step, second step. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through and figure out, you know, what, what that person's impact is in the world. There's like this, you know, distinct impact that people make. It might look different in terms of the result, but there's always this distinct impact that an individual makes in the world. And so, was, you know, going through every person's unique value so far, right? And I'm looking at that impact part, right? And though they're all different in their own ways, there seems to be this kind of underlying uh, truth. And that is that every person provides value by giving something to someone, right? Mm -hmm. It's whether it's that gift of of time, whether that's a gift of information, whether that's a gift of service, Mm-hmm. every single person's value and specifically talking about the research and specifically talking about this this part of it every single person's value aligned with that 
And that was when they felt the most valuable. And that was when people received their, their value, right? Mm -hmm. It was when they gifted something. And so I think too, in my life, that's, you know, that's still true. And it's when it's what I love the most is what I'm, I'm gifting um, for me, my unique value, but like I'm gifting this understand something an understanding of something that people didn't that an individual might not have recognized before mm -hmm. i was able to help them see it and so that's what i love and i'm so excited to keep doing that in this way and however many ways i can in my life but it's exciting yeah i'm excited just hearing about it i feel like it's so difficult to do that work especially at such a young age <laughs> <laughs> um and the thing that i that continues to stand out to me about your podcast is this theme of what's your why like no matter who you are everyone has a why um so how have you stayed connected to your why especially during COVID-19 mm, good question I mean I feel like UV has been that way but mm. it ha wasn't that way in the beginning yeah you know COVID was it was an interesting like hit for me because I was I was actually in college um, mm -hmm. in the beginning of the year. We had to leave early, you know, come back home, whatever, yeah. because COVID hit around May or like started hitting hard around May. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because I, when I came, I had <laughs> my journey with school, by the way, I'm just going to briefly recap it. I went yeah. to school a few years ago, started school a few years ago. I left for a semester and went to London to study abroad uh, mm -hmm. and at a different school. I was just didn't want to go to the school I was at anymore. When I came back from London, I decided to go back to the school that I was at, even though I felt like I shouldn't, like I felt like maybe, but I didn't need to, but I decided mm. to anyway. Then COVID hits, right? In, in you know, this semester. Yeah. And the moment I come home, I feel like I'm struggling with myself because I feel like I want to be, I want to be back at school, but not because I want to be at school, but just because I want to have that independence and freedom and go and Absolutely. do things, right? And so as I start to dissect this in my own brain, I start to think, I go think my own, what's my why? Why am I so like trying to go, you know, go into this yeah. place where it's also not like safe, you know, like it's COVID, mm -hmm. like I shouldn't be out and going about places. And I just started to realize that, you know, like I said, it wasn't about school. It was just about doing the things that I, I wanted to do and felt like I wasn't capable of anymore right and that mm -hmm. that's the reason why I realized that was the reason why I went back to school originally when I felt like I shouldn't have yeah. I decided to go back to school because I was just I felt like I was just afraid of not doing right mm -hmm. so I decided to go back and so after I just like unpacked all this I realized that the school I was at not the place for me I didn't need to be there that you know it wasn't worth it yeah. and it also took away a lot of time from what I knew I should have been doing which was writing and working on UV and so I guess it was, so it was around like August, really, you know, August time this year where, you know, COVID was still in and everything that I started to reshift. I started realizing I'm not going back to school. I dropped out. Um, and the moment, like when I did that, everything shifted towards UV and writing and the book that I'm writing, working on and the podcast and all of this mm -hmm. started from there. So I guess <laughs> sticking to my own why, I think that's such an interesting question too, because I think a lot of times you think about a why has to be like one thing, you know, like it's like, mm -hmm. this is my why, like this is why I do yeah. what I do. But it's interesting how there's a lot of different whys. <laughs> there's a lot of different yeah. reasons for the reasons why we do something and why I want to do something. And I think that's why I always 
come back with that other question of why, right? Like not yeah. why do you do what you do, but why can you do what you do? Why are you mm. so capable of doing what you're doing? And you once you kind of unpack that, you kind of unpack who you are. You kind yeah. of unpack what, what, you know, what you're drawn to and what you're really, you know, what you should be spending your time on in this world. Mm-hmm. And once I unpacked that, school wasn't for me. I knew, I knew where I was. I knew who I was. I knew what I should be doing in this time. And that was developing something I've been working on since I was 13 years old. So. <laughs> That's so, that, I really enjoy that story because I am also, I was, I'm also a college student, um, and I had to evacuate. And mm. it's so weird because that feeling of like, what are you doing? What's your why? Didn't come to me mm. immediately. Yeah. When we had to evacuate, I was just like in this really weird state of calm. Yes. Mm. And everyone around me was like, anarchy, chaos, <laughs> the world is falling apart. And I'm just like, is it though? <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. And then when I when I got home and I spent so much time with my family, I was like, wait a minute, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Because I had already experienced that sense of independence. And um, I grew up in an area where, like, you go to school with the same people your entire life. Mm-hmm. And you have to drive everywhere. You're very dependent on your parents if you can't drive. And mm-hmm. I can't drive. Me um, I, 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 I'm girl. relating to your situation so much. <laughs> girl, oh, man. Um, but then when I sat down and did that inner soul work um, and tapped into like my inner child, kind of similar to you. Yeah. Um, that's where this podcast came in and just as a way to express myself and have conversations with people that my inner child would have been going gaga over. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that you said inner child because that's literally a realization that I came to mm. as well, where I was when I was thinking about thinking back and thinking about my life during this, like, I guess, inward soul work, which I like that you said soul work. Um, I was realizing that like before a certain point, you know, when, especially when I was in business as before a certain point, I think maybe around before 10 or maybe like more before like teens. Right. Yeah. I would just go with the flow. Like things would just happen in the business. Like I would make jewelry for a while and then all of a sudden I was an author and then all of a sudden I was a speaker. Mm-hmm. And, but I was like totally fine with it. I was just going with it and yeah. opportunities would come and I would just embrace it and not think too much. And I was like, and, and I'm just like, oh, that's, that was such a wonderful mindset to be in, right? Like that's yeah. truly a childlike mindset. Like you just, you go, you take what happens and you just go because you're not thinking so hard about every little thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking and I was like, you know what, Th- this, this point, I like was, I pinpointed, this is when I start, started thinking too much. Like this is when mm-hmm. I lost that childlike mentality, that freedom, right? Yeah. And so my own journey too, so far, and like where I'm still working towards and I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to it is going back to that like childlike mindset that like Mm -hmm. that freedom and that willingness to move and to flow and ebb and flow with things and and to see the good in it and not stress too much on you know the things you don't quite understand yet absolutely absolutely that relates a lot to some mindfulness practices that i've been doing i've been taking a class on how to stress better Mm -hmm. um and one of the questions that they keep having me reconcile with myself is can i be with this and I think it's helping with recovery a little bit more. And just any time that something negative happens, I know that my inner child would be like at in a state of unrest mm-hmm. indefinitely. But now that I'm a little bit older and taking this class, 
I ask myself, can I be with this? And I'm like, wait, yes, I can. Hmm. Um, but that's great. Yeah. That's really great. What I what I'm really liking about this so far is that we're both members of Gen Z. This is my first Gen Z to Gen Z interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how would you how would you advise other Gen Z members who are maybe feeling lost right now? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah. I mean, it's actually funny. I'm doing a speech next, like in two weeks, to a bunch of bankers about Gen Z and like reaching, you know, the next cons- generation of consumers and stuff and all of that. But yeah, in the speech, I'm very an- animate about two things. One that the whole classification general general generational like grouping's or more so the biases behind the groupings mm. it needs to be you know broken down a bit because there are in like with especially looking speaking at seeing that I am a gen z I'm looking at all these different i guess sects of gen z i guess you can say like yeah. there are these individuals who you know similar to us who are just very like active and are doing a lot at a very young age and like pushing and working and going right Mm -hmm. there are some who are really just focused on internal growth and development Mm -hmm. like you that that, you know you can see a lot through social media right so you get to see who is like you know just focused on that personal development overcoming trauma you know like this is gen z right they're like young and they're dealing with this and they're working through this and then there's some gen z who's like you know classic young people they're just hanging out Mm -hmm. playing games and like that's awesome so but I am very animate in the speech about seeing like how the different types of people that are, you know, within the group that it's not just, oh, Gen Z, you know, lumped together, right? Yeah. And then the other thing that I am animate about is understanding what it is that us as, you know, this new generation specifically needs, and that is to be seen, heard, and respected. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the way that in the world that we have right now, it might be a little bit different than the generation before us to be seen, heard, and respected in, you know, as a, as a boomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Can> be, <laughs> yeah. Or it could be different, it's different than the way that we as Gen Z need to be seen, heard, and respected because we live in a world right now where we have all the information, everything is coming at us. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of sense of like people talking down to us or, you know, patronizing patronizing us patronizing us um and things like that like it's irritating and it's frustrating and so I think that and I think especially now since we're dealing with you know election year we're looking at you know climate change like the Mm kind of like climate stuff that's happening in the world we're looking at just a lot um I think that as a as an individual like if you are an individual listening and you're you know within Gen Z I think it's really important to continue to educate yourself and to stay firm in what it is that you are learning about, but yeah. also be open to learning, right? Be open. Yeah. And and I say it's important to learn because I think a lot of people, when they think about learning now, you think, oh, I'll just Google it and I learn, right? <laughs> I'm more so talking about like, there are going to be a lot of people who will either oppose your view, people who won't respect your view, um, people who will want to have a deep deep dive conversation into what it is mm-hmm. that you you know believe in and yeah. whatever aspect whatever area they come from be open to take something away from every conversation from everything that you're looking at from everything you're experiencing and be willing to to learn from these things because people because we're young people take take well look at us a little bit <laughs> look at us as young right look at us yeah. as younger or less capable or whatever 
But the only thing that you really can do to combat that, and you might be feeling that yourself, especially if you're in a household where, uh, you know, people don't necessarily have different, your parents or family members have very different beliefs than you do. And it might be really difficult. I have friends Mm -hmm. like that. I think at this point, you really just have to, you just really have to take in what you can, right? And and try, this is like the harder part, but it's even more important, but try to like, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's almost like dissecting it um, Mm. to a point where um, it's not just information coming in, right? It's not just information, but you're actually like, you're picking it. You're like this, okay, Mm -hmm. I can use this. I can, I can dissect this. I can understand this. Don't just like, oh, all social media, throw it at me. I'm taking it all. No, 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 no. You see a post. Can you, can you handle this right now? keep Mm -hmm. swiping no 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 this is okay you just swiped again there's something interesting here all right let me look at this this and this let me look into it further all right now i understand it and this is interesting to me but i know it's a lot i just said right there but i i do think that continuing to learn in this time is really important because we're just we're on our phones that's kind of our life right now Mm -hmm. um but that and with that we have to be a lot more intentional about how we're taking in that information i guess that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) absolutely absolutely i can I can definitely relate to getting caught in the trap of social media. I think that this is a a really strange yet energizing time Mm. where a lot of people are sharing information and sharing how we can educate ourselves and just be better in general. Mm. But it's hard to digest all that at once, especially if you are one of the groups that people are talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh Oh. my gosh. (laughs) So how have you been you know, taking care of yourself when all this information is happening online and, you know, you want to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's another big question I delved into. So I'm gonna try and keep that one short, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually posted about, um, on my social, my Instagram, I'll, t- I'll shout out my Instagram, Gabrielle Jordan, INTL. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, I had a, a series of three posts earlier on, um, this year, um, that kind of went through like how to find your, I forgot what I titled it, but like how to find your voice in mm. civil unrest. Um, and, you know, I just shared those because it was something that I was dealing with. And yeah. um, because I felt like that was the way that I could cope with it, right? Like cope mm-hmm. with the things that I was seeing uh, in such mass volume. And I won't be too cryptic about it. The killing of black people, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, you know, we're, we're literally watching it on our phones. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. we're watching these videos on our phones. And for me, the only way I've ever been able to cope something with something is either go outside in nature and just like walk around for an hour yeah. or um, do something with it. Do something with this information, right? And mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, so I posted that to kind of go through that, but and and further with that though is, um, I think recognizing that what's happening in the world is uh, is awful and terrible, and at a certain extent, you know, you can't help everyone. Not everyone is is out of your hands, right? Mm-hmm. But you do. We always say it. We do have a voice. Yeah. Um, and basically, like I was saying before, if you're going to take in this information, which at this point we're, we're all taking it and I do recommend that you take it and you recognize it, you notice it, mm-hmm. but don't try and tackle everything, right? Yeah. What, 
what speaks to you? Just same thing like we're talking about the why, right? Why am I capable of something? Why, what, what is it that I'm capable of? And why is this, why is this speaking to me? And mm-hmm. then how, how can I take this, this little seed, this little thing, right? This yeah. aspect of it that's really calling to me, that is really, that's making my wake up in the morning is making me cry after, you know, seeing this, right? Mm-hmm. What can I take? How can I take that moment, that seed and, and plant it and use it and do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think the trap that a lot of us are kind of getting into in terms of what's happening in the world, what we're seeing and trying to cope with all of this is that we're looking at everything, the big picture, right? Which is fine. Yeah. They're ple- I mean, that's important for some people. That's how they think they see things in big picture, but you know, this kind of thing is huge. Like this is a huge picture. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of have to see, you know, what can we paint? What, well, you know, where, where can we make our mark or what spot yeah. of the what corner? What can we do the center? Can we get the corner? Like where can we, where can we fit in, in this picture? Because, you know, that's, that I think just like as an individual, that's what we need to do because the more that we try to tackle and even just looking at it all big picture, which was something that I was doing in the beginning, it was just hogging me down. Like I felt it. Um, But the moment I started kind of stepping back, looking at the smaller pieces, right? What can I do here? What can I do here? What can I do here? It felt manageable and also healthier, you know? Yeah. I guess, and I, I sometimes I hesitate with saying certain things like that because I think a lot of people might think of that as like selfish or like even like, oh, um, like small-minded or like, oh, you don't care enough to do this or to work mm-hmm. harder for this, this, and this. And like, I do, but I also very much care about myself and I am no help to anybody <laughs> if I can't give what I don't have. If I don't have peace, I can't give peace. If I don't have joy, I can't give joy. If I can't help myself, I can't help anyone else. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what else is there to do but to 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 see what it is that I have to give? What it is, just what it is that you have to give and give that. No more. <laughs> you can't. You can't give anything more than that. So, yeah. I yeah. think that the nature of the digital age is that while we're connected in one way we're also isolated and we forget that gen z is a generation of people Mm. who are similarly minded who are members of this community who are all trying to make change and it again i think it goes back to that soul work that we were talking about earlier and just you know investigating who you are and what what you need to function and then pouring that into other people and I'm kind of just repeating what you were saying in a different way but (laughs) no 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 no, no. Um, but I definitely think that is an important step that people forget or they're just so excited to make change or so passionate Mm -hmm. that they don't they don't realize that change starts with you Mm -hmm. and when and that's interesting too because like just to kind of tackle on top of that, like when you do start, when you, when you, I think there are the people who are giving so much, right? Mm-hmm. And they see what they can, or maybe they're not like, it's interesting. Maybe it's that um, they're seeing what they can give, but not really, like I was saying before, not really seeing what they have. And I think that where mm-hmm. that kind of mental like barrier and, and even mental health issues kind of form from is when 
we mm-hmm. start, you know, giving things that we don't have, right? <laughs> then we start to pull from aspects of ourselves that we should, we should not be <laughs> pulling from, like sanity and 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 mental health, well being, and um, you know, our routines and things that help us to to function. We yeah. start to pull from these little aspects in order to give more and give more, and you start to realize you're not really giving anything. I like where you where you were saying though, but like, yeah, change does start with you, and, and even specifically, yeah, it starts with. Um, what it is that you have to offer but yeah yeah um going back to (laughs) it is hard (laughs) it is very hard um going back to what you were saying about learning especially during this time um you contributed to Haley thomas's book living lively as the education person of power how are you (laughs) redefining education in your daily life Mm, that is huge for me um i am I've, I've, I've always, I've had a very, um, in like different educational route in my life. I, I think I've, at this point, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think I've experienced just about every form of like traditional education. Mm. I've experienced private school, public school, um, homeschool. Like I've experienced so many forms of education in my life so far so I've been able to kind of pick up and learn a lot a lot of things and I think that's probably a reason why it's so important to me um and uh in that process I recently again when I was in 2014 I actually one of the biggest things after like experiencing a lot of these things is that I wanted to bring education in different light and show that education um, wasn't just as simple as what's traditional because after experiencing Mm -hmm just a few forms of, you know, traditional education. I was looking at my life, you know, and I started my business at nine and I was looking at it, I'm like, I learned the most when I was outside of school. Like when I was mm. outside of the walls, I learned the most when I was going to events and networking. I learned the most when I was setting up a booth to sell my jewelry. I learned the most when I was sending an e- my first email out to a potential client or, you know, whatever, like, yeah. and I learned about money and, you know, and, you know, finances and, 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 and uh, communications. And like, and you know, this is, this is 2014. So I was 14 years old and I was realizing that at that age that I had learned yeah. more that even than a lot of adults, you know, have learned yet. Yeah in their in their life so yeah um, that's why I started the Excel Youth Mentoring Institute uh, mm-hmm. co-founded it and you know worked to create mentoring opportunities and educational like um, untraditional education creative education mm-hmm. um, to young people who are interested in entrepreneurship leadership or providing that kind of information and and even now currently right I still have such a passion for that and seeking out ways to um, educate create creatively to mm-hmm. to put a spin on that because I think creativity is such a huge method for learning um, yeah. entrepreneurship and creativity such huge you know foundations and 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 um, paths for education mm-hmm. and I think that like uh, personally that's you know how I personally work with you know self education and creative education is is just going down as many paths of either in business, I've done a lot of different things and I continue to embark on new ventures because it's exciting and interesting. And I can know I can learn something from it, even if I fail. And even mm. creatively, I, I go, I try out so many different types of like creative tasks and skills, like yeah. rebuild, like building and, and upcycling. And, and I'm not really a painter or like, you know, 2d, but always 3d, like always working with my hands, finding new ways yes. to work with my hands and things. Um, 
but yeah, I think especially now you got that free time. Uh, I think it's definitely now time to kind of explore different forms of education. Also, I've been getting certifications online for, you know, I've been studying psycho psychology and biology um, and behavior mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm getting certifications online for that too. And like, I, you know, you're, there's so much available. So I think, I think that for me, that's just what I've been tapping into is, is figuring out what it is I don't know, what I want to know, and then just doing it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the fun part, but yeah. Um, I, I definitely encourage that for other people to, to just try something different right now. Just whatever it is you're like, I kind of want to do, like, even if that's like rearranging your bedroom, just do it. Cause it's, <laughs> you learn, it's crazy how much you learn mm -hmm. from just <laughs> doing the smallest with seemingly the most smallest remedial task. Like, yeah, you can learn math in school, but you can learn how to design a floor, a floor plan if you rearrange a room. So I think that's pretty cool too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am loving this energy. I've been painting. I've been cooking. I've been baking bread, sis. I've yes. probably made bread from like three to five different countries by now. I'm like, family, we're going to Paris this week. <laughs> I love it. And you're learning culture and you're learning, even you can learn, you know, science through like making, making, you know, baking and everything like that. I mean, like there's, people need to look, there's so much, there's so much in all these different experiences. I love that. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I really think it's just, it's just the times. Like people are gonna be looking back and I know COVID is a little bit, it's a lot traumatizing, but <laughs> they, may, they may look back and be like, hey, remember that time when I went to France by yeah. eating bread? Yes. <laughs> that time when I got a certification in psychology online? That's right, y'all. That's right. We're killing it. I love that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, just to clarify, you are 20 years old. 20. Yep. Yep. Okay. Turning 21 in like three months now. <laughs> Love it. Just, just want to like remind the listeners that Homegirl is in Gen Z and she is an author and entrepreneur, podcast host, <laughs> certified in psychology. How have all of those experiences contributed to who you are today? Uh, I, that's an interesting question because that's, a, that's something that I dissect probably daily at this point, mm. which is interesting because obviously that's a big part of what I'm, you know, studying, you know, as I'm researching. Um, but I definitely think what I call my experiences now, when I call people's like, especially life-changing or like big impactful experiences, yeah. I call them software updates. Um, mm. Because I definitely believe, obviously talking about UV and everything, I definitely believe that, you know, who we are, we're born who we are even as a as a child like a baby we may not have, seem to have personality but there are these innate things that are within us that make us function and mm -hmm. pick up things and be attracted to things in the ways that we are and so you know those aspects those things are who we are we're in you know who we are is internal they're not the experiences right the experiences is what i call again those software updates these are the things that then contribute to the, pro the program mm -hmm. that's the internal programming that we have um mm -hmm. And all these little experiences, whether they may perceive it, may be perceived as positive or negative, they add something, right, mm -hmm. to who we are. Um, whether, you know, it's trauma, which can cause, um, which could be considered a virus that would affect, you know, the way that you're functioning and needs yeah. to be worked through. Um, or, you know, whether it's 
experience like you know what you know going to london and and totally learning about a different cultures and, di and different experiences and mm -hmm. that could you know be considered you know a software update in terms of you know you know uh, experiences and, and education and what i can now provide with other people right mm -hmm. all these little things they come together and even you know for me working through depression like depression was one of my viruses i guess you could say yeah. and working through that and and finding mm -hmm. god more in the and for me because i'm you know i'm a christian and deeply believe in god yeah. um working through that with him and that was then became that software update right that virus mm -hmm. was killed and the software update was found in that right and it just mm -hmm. helped me to become more able to provide something in someone else's life to bring something in someone else's life and to bring something special in my own life right so yeah. I, I think that's I keep it simple by saying that because I think it's really easy to fall into the idea that our experiences are who we are mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, things that we do, our job, right, or, you know, career, you know, our passions, our experiences, that those things yeah. are what define us, but they aren't really, they, they just add, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, to who we are. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I do still think that, you know, they've been incredible experiences, and they've really built up who I am and built up my character and, um, and the work that I do, but they're just software updates. I'm still updating. <laughs> I love it. It's a, it's continuous work. Self work, soul work Absolutely. is continuous work. Absolutely. Um, and it just warms my heart knowing that you started this work so young, like you learned so much from so young. Mm. Um, I think the question that I want to close with is how would you suggest the listeners find or start finding their unique value? Mm. Well, I guess I could plug my podcast again because that's a great way to do it. <laughs> Um, but what I will, uh, I'll, I'll ask, I'll tell you to ask yourself a question, um, which usually, which is kind of what triggered my understanding of, of my unique values. So when I have been talking about today already, you know, not just why do you do what you do? Mm. You know, let's think you're in college, um, you're an art student, like I was, or that. But maybe you're in college. Maybe you're you're starting your your career. Maybe you're at a job, whatever it is, you know. And you're thinking, should I keep doing this? Am I on the right track? Do I love what I'm doing? You can think first. Sure. Why do I do what I do? That's a wonderful question to ask, and it's very important to understand, you know, where your passions lie and what you're, why you're doing what you're doing. But then, if you're really interested in knowing your unique value, if you're really interested in knowing that you are designed to fulfill a purpose in this world and that your purpose is in your makeup then i would further that question and ask why am i capable of this why am i important to this task and i think when you start to delve deep into that and to really start going internal go deeper internal keep asking yourself questions you might say oh you know if you answer that question once you might say um, well, I'm really good at painting or I'm, I'm really good at talking to people. Why? Why am I really good at painting? Why am I really good at talking to people? Well, because I, mm. I enjoy conversation and I enjoy learning about people. Why? Why do you enjoy learning about people? Why? And, <laughs> and it's a long series of questions, but it came for me. That's where it came to my understanding. And so, and if you are interested in that and you're, and you go into that and you're, and it's getting you a little bit excited, 
definitely listen to the podcast and you'll see what it is that we're doing there. And I think it'll definitely continue to help you to start to see um, your unique value, what makes you unique, what makes you valuable and why you are so special and so purposed to be doing what you're doing in the world. And if you're not doing that thing that you're purposed to do, why you should be getting on that right now. (laughs) Thank you so much, Gabrielle. This has been wonderful. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm so glad I was able to come on. You just listened to Soul. My guest today was Gabrielle Jordan, and I'd like to thank her for letting the light in with me. You can check out Gabrielle's podcast, The UV Effect, on Instagram, at The UV Effect. If you enjoyed this episode of Soul, share it with a friend and have them follow us on Instagram at soulthepodcast. That's at S-O-L-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Take care, and I will see you soon, sunshine.